Who's favorite in the Patriot League? Who should you keep an eye on? What game should you watch? Patriot League reporter Todd Goklowski joins host Natalie Heverin to talk all things Patriot League. Lockdown Women's Basketball starts now. Welcome. You are locked on to women's basketball. I'm Natalie Heverin, and I'm a features writer and the Atlantic 10 beat reporter for the next. Thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Women's Basketball is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. On today's show, we're going to discuss the Patriot League preseason poll, players to watch, and what to expect just in general out of the Patriot League this season. Hello and happy Friday. You've made it to the end of the week. Today, I am joined by our fabulous Patriot League reporter, Todd Goklowski. I'm thrilled to have you join us today, Todd. Your regular Wednesday Patriot League notebook was a highlight of my week last season. Uh, I often read it uh, before George Mason game started, uh, just generally before A-10 play. Uh, A-10, the A-10 plays a lot of games on Wednesday, so it was definitely a good way to kick off basketball for the evening. Starting off, how did you start covering the Patriot League, and how long have you been doing it? It's great to see you, Natalie. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm a big fan of your A10 coverage, too. Um, I've been covering the Patriot League for five years now. I started out with high post hoops and shifted over to the next and, you know, really proud to be a part of such a great group of writers. And then, you know, I read your story on your the preseason poll. Who was picked to win the Patriot League? And do you agree with how the voting went down? Yeah, the league is definitely in some transition, which we can talk about. But there's clearly a heavy favorite in the league, and that's Boston University. Um, the preseason poll of coaches and SIDs allows for 21st place votes. 16 of those went to BU. So they're a pretty overwhelming favorite. They bring back uh, all five starters from their playoff team. And they're just a team with great balance. Um, head coach Melissa Graves in her second season. They have size, speed, playmaking, and, and Sydney Johnson, who's one of the players to keep an eye on in the league. Um, experience, and they, no one can match up with their post play. Uh, senior Marin Durant is 6'3", and junior Caitlin Weimar, 6'4". Uh, no one has that in the league. Uh, they're a great shooting team. They clearly are the team to beat, so I would agree with the preseason poll. Um, I do think that most of the rest of the league is wide open um, to make it to the championship final, and that's really unique, I think, for the league this season. And then do you have any dark course candidates uh, within that wide open uh, pool uh, in the rest of the conference? Well, they're, they're almost all dark horses. Let me start with a couple teams who uh, would be fairly in the, the rebuilding realm. Um, that's Navy, who has to replace uh, Jennifer Coleman, who just did everything for them and had a fantastic season last year. Um, they're going to be playing in the rotation a ton of freshmen. They brought in a great class, but that's really a, a reset for Navy. Um, Loyola is in the same situation. Um, Coach Danielle O'Banion is going for a, a reset of that roster. Um, seven players since January have hopped in the transfer portal, which is pretty popular in the game today. Um, so that's just a complete turnaround. Um, so I think 
those two teams and American, who was the champion last year, are in reset mode. American graduated their top four players and their coach departed to Wake Forest. So even though they have hired from within a terrific coach and Tiffany Cole, then that transition will be smooth. I'm not sure that, you know, they're going to be able to defend their title um, with other strong teams in the conference. But outside of those three, the rest of the league absolutely has a chance to dream about being in the final and cutting down the nets. Who's the dark horse in that? You asked, um, I would pick Army. Uh, Missy Traversy's in her second season there. So they, they've had a chance to adjust to her X's and O's and grow that culture for a season. They also brought in a strong recruiting class. And they did lose Elisa Fallon, who was a fantastic player and leader for them last year. Um, but they don't have to replace a lot. And I like their experience. Um, Coach Traversy, Likes to play aggressive defense, pick you up full. Um, they are really strong on the boards, and those two elements really travel well in playoff time and on the road. And I would look at Army as a team that could go the distance if BU is not up to the task. And then to end your preview, you kept you you listed out uh, your season predictions for playoff seating. Um, you mentioned that there's a lot of unknowns, a lot that will have to be figured out this season. So how did you formulate your prediction for that, for playoff seating? There is a lot of unknowns, Natalie, and it, the league is exciting this season because of those um, unknowns and the changes. In the last four years, nine of the ten teams have replaced their head coach. You throw in the pandemic and the popularity of, of transfer portals, um, and it has opened the field wide um, to other teams who may not normally be in the mix, thinking about a title hope, um, which is exciting. But you do have, in the past two seasons, six new coaches. Two this year, both were internal hires at American and Lehigh. American promoted Tiff Cole. Um, she brings her unique resume, five Patriot League titles as an assistant at two different schools, Really can't wait to see her X's and O's and how she manages that team. And then Addie Messier at Lehigh was promoted um, to be head coach there. Um, those transitions make the league really dynamic this year in that other teams that really aren't normally in the mix can think about um, making that one-week attack for the title at the end of the conference season. And it's really going to be fun. It's also going to be interesting to see how uh, those second-year coaches can advance their programs um, headed into this year. And one of those second-year coaches is the head coach of Boston University. So this year they're going to have that target on their back. Last year they were voted as the second favorite team for the title, and they didn't really carry that pressure well. Um, I'm hoping they embrace that pressure and, and really put on a show for the rest of the conference this season. And I'm thinking they will. And what else did you learn from the preseason awards? Was there anything you disagreed with or did everything kind of come out how you expected it to? Um, it was as expected. I think what I really enjoyed from uh, the preseason awards is seeing Marin Durant awarded Defensive Player of the Year. I think this is the first year they did that in the preseason. 
it's such an overlooked part of the game, and she is a significant force on the defensive end as a rim protector for BU. So really pleased to see that. And then not a surprise, but really enjoyed seeing um, Cecilia Collins recognized in there. She, she was a freshman last year for Bucknell, started all their games, played the most minutes, and she is a real pleasure to watch. If you want to watch the game, try to see it through her eyes in terms of her rotation, how she sees the court, keeps her troops organized and attacks, she's really a pleasure. And she was recognized as a preseason um, list on that for the conference. And that, as a sophomore, is a nice honor. Lex Terrian at Loyola, also a sophomore, recognized there. And it shows you where the league is. It's a league in, in a little bit of a transition, but it's also coming out of, you know, its most successful times. Um, in 2020, Lauren Manis of Holy Cross was drafted by the Las Vegas Aces. Um, in 2021, Natalie Kukowski of Lafayette was drafted by the Seattle Storm. And just this last spring, Navy's Jennifer Coleman was invited to Washington Mystics camp. So this is a ton of exciting talent in the league. And although, you know, there's been a bunch of coaching changes in the last couple seasons and the league is trending young, it's trending up. And this is the season sort of where things are turning from, you know, the older, more experienced coaches and players to the young guns. And I'm really excited to see how it plays out. I'm excited to watch. Coming up next, we'll talk more about uh, coaches and players to watch um, and what newcomers uh, Todd expects to make an impact. Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks gives you the opportunity to test your knowledge against yourself. You pick two to five players, and if they go on to score more or less than the prize picks projection, you can win up to ten times your money on any entry. It's not competing against other people. It's you versus the projection. Prize picks offers projections on any sports you watch, from women's college basketball to the WNBA to NWSL, NBA, NFL, MLB, you name it. It's really great to see uh, all of these options for women's sports as well. PrizePix offers projections on any sport you watch. Um, in you know, all of what I've just mentioned, plus NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, even disc golf and cricket, uh, entries can be made in less than a minute. It's that easy. And not only is PrizePix operational in 30 states and Canada, the withdrawal process is safe and easy. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So, Todd, uh, you've talked about several of the coaches, but which one do you think has the most to prove this season and why? Uh, 
I think because um, the Terriers have been picked to win it all in the league, um, Melissa Graves, the head coach there, um, has the most to prove. Last season, I think, um, was successful in that they they had some nice wins, one over Boston College. But at 17 and 14, I think it was below their expectations for themselves. And they did lose in the semifinal in the playoffs to the eventual champion, American University, but it was a really difficult game for them, and, you know, things went awry. Um, I think this season presents an opportunity for a reset for that squad and for Coach Graves, and I'm sure they're going to take advantage of that. I'm looking forward to seeing how they do. Um, So I I think the the chance for um, redemption um, on their performance in that semi is a motivating force for them. Looking forward to see how they resolve uh, that and chase that goal. I think the other coach with a lot to prove is Missy Traversi at Army. Um, a great coach, and like I said previously, uh, they're my dark horse pick. I think they have uh, enough returning to make it into the top four and earn a home game for conference playoffs. And that is a team, because they are so physical and aggressive on defense, I think can cause some problems for a favorite. Um, And I I think that uh, Coach Traversi is is ready to make that transition into the top four. And what players are you most excited to watch? Oh, holy cow, Cindy Johnson. If you haven't seen Cindy Johnson at BU, she is electric. Um, she can do it all. She has three-point range. She can go off the bounce. She's phenomenal in transition. A very, very exciting player. Um, the other player I would keep an eye on is Cecilia Collins at Bucknell. She's not the wow player that Sydney Johnson is, but wow, Cecilia Collins can absolutely do anything she wants on the basketball court on both ends. Um, and those are two players I would really keep an eye on. A couple of younger players, well, they're sophomores, but at Colgate, um, Sophia Deal and Morgan McMahon, um, I don't want to overlook the talent that Colgate has as we talk about the league. Um, those two players I really have an eye on as well. I think they're really going to be dynamic this year. It's difficult to come in as a freshman and make a significant contribution, and I thought um, Colgate's freshman did a really phenomenal job last year. And now that they have that year under their belt and a year at college, I really think they're going to explode. And I wouldn't call Colgate uh, a dark horse yet, but they have players to watch. And they are a team at the end of the season that could be very dangerous because of that sophomore group. And you've talked a lot about it um, in both our last segment and this one, but what impact do you expect the youth uh, and the younger players to have on the conference? I think they're going to drive the season. I really do. You know, like we had mentioned earlier, the league is in a little bit of a transition, both in hiring new coaches and being at the same time a, a league that has graduated significant seniors over the past couple of seasons. You know, this year, Holy Cross graduated Avery La Barbera, Player of the Year. She's now joined... Um, uh, Wisconsin in the Big Ten. I wouldn't be surprised if she's a starting point guard there. Um, Jennifer Coleman, uh, also a phenomenal season, left Navy. It's one of those time periods in a league where some senior talent has cycled out and there are more opportunities for younger players to step in. 
I think uh, the players that we mentioned at Colgate um, and Cecilia Collins at Bucknell will definitely be out there starting games. But two teams to keep an eye on in terms of freshmen coming in are the, the service academies because both Army and Navy brought in large and deep and talented classes. How much they'll play, we'll find out. But at the end of the season, I bet um, Navy has multiple freshman starters and Army has one. And I'm really curious to see how those young players can make that push towards the end of the year. And the service academies have two outstanding classes. And if they're not programs to make a push at the end of this season, they're programs to keep an eye on in the years ahead. And are there any specific newcomers you have your eye on, uh, either from those service academies or otherwise in the conference? I do. Um, at Bucknell, Emma Theodorson um, coached Trevor Woodruff, does a terrific job there. And he's not afraid to start a freshman if that's what serves the team the best. And Cecilia Collins is a terrific example of that. Um, I think Bucknell's a little thinner in the post and has opportunity on the wing. And I think as a stretch four, Emma Theodorson's going to be a nice fit for them. How soon she gets the call to play big minutes um, is anybody's guess. But by the end of the season and into conference uh, playoffs, that's a freshman that I'll keep an eye on for a very significant role. Um, and Coach Woodruff, he did a similar thing with shooting guard um, Isabella King, where she played a lot of minutes in the last 10 games of the season and really had a huge impact on Bucknell getting to the final. Um, and I think um, you could see that happen again with his use of his freshman. And you've talked a lot about the transition of this conference. What do you think this transition period is going to create for the conference, not just this year, but in the future? Wow, great question. I'm not sure I know the answer to that. And I think not having the answer excites me about what's ahead for the conference. Um, you really don't know um, where some of the programs being so young right now can take that youth. Um, but I think it's a league that's trending up with those changes. And, you know, as we talked about previously, several players have been in WNBA camps. There's plenty of talent in the league to watch and enjoy. I think both on the court and on the sideline, uh, it's just young this year. And I, I think fans should look at that league as it is in transition, but something that is a real exciting moment for both those coaches and those players to show what they can do. It does, outside of BU and possibly Lehigh, it does make it difficult to predict but that's really fun, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how some of these teams um, challenge themselves as we go. Coming up next, we'll discuss uh, Patriot League games to watch uh, and a few other wrap-up topics on this conference. So, Todd, are there any non-conference games that you have circled on your calendar or you think people should keep an eye out for? Um, wow. Some of the non-conference matchups um, are maybe not fun. American plays Notre Dame. I don't know how that's going to go, but it'll be a fun experience. Um, I do look at Bucknell's schedule and see that they are matched up with Virginia Tech, who's preseason ranked in the top 20. 
And even though, you know, Bucknell is, you know, leaning on the young side, um, I think that's really going to be a fun game to watch out for. Last year, Bucknell was in the same situation, although they did have a senior backcourt, which certainly is a big difference. The last year they played Ohio State uh, in an early matchup that I liked, and it was a pretty tight game at the half, maybe a three-point game, if I recall. Uh, you know, they couldn't keep up with them in the second half, but, man, they played a great game and had a great plan. And, you know, the Bucknell-Virginia Tech matchup is, is one I really look forward to watching. And that is Lehigh at Drexel. I think mm-hmm. that's really going to be a fun, a fun game. Um, Lehigh has a lot of pieces to the puzzle uh, for new coach Addy Masir. Um, they bring back uh, senior Franny Hottinger and uh, junior shooter Mackenzie Kramer, who was one of the best shooters in the country last year. Um, so they definitely have some pieces to the puzzle, and they will be a strong team. And that non-con game kind of local, maybe rivalry type, will be fun, I think, to keep an eye on for Patriot League fans. I believe American and... George Mason. American and George Mason, but then also Loyola uh, is coming to George Mason as well. Those games are about two or three weeks apart. The American um, George Mason game will be a good game. I think that's a really good matchup. I think that's a pick'em game. That should be fun. Are you going to that game? I'll be there. I'll be at both of those. Um, I believe I also had American uh, George Mason on my non-conference highlights um, for for Mason. I think it'll be an exciting game to watch. Um, I don't think they've had that matchup at home in a couple of years, um, so very excited. Um, And then, you know, pivoting, what conference matchups intrigue you? I'm guessing Boston-Lehigh, but not sure what else comes to mind. Um, I think a, a rematch of Army Boston is really going to be a fun game. They met in the quarterfinal in Boston, and it was an amazing game to watch. Elisa Fallon was incredible for Army, and BU did a great job holding them off and winning the game. But it was a very tight game, and it was very physical and very fast. And I'm sure, as a favorite, you know, BU has eyed a couple games on their schedule to measure themselves against teams they think they're going to be challenged by. And I'm sure they remember that Army game very well, and that's going to be one to watch. I also think um, Lehigh Bucknell has been fun the last few seasons. Um, Bucknell has sort of had Lehigh's number. Uh, I think they've won seven out of the last eight, and last year Lehigh um, played at Bucknell um, in the semis. And it was a heartbreaker for Lehigh, who led most of the game and then lost. And they were attempting to defend their conference championship. And it looked like they were going to do it. But it seems like always in the end, Bucknell finds a way to win those close games against Lehigh. So I look forward to seeing, you know, the the new coaching staff or new new head coach at Lehigh. um, Taking on sort of that mental hurdle that it seems Lehigh has with Bucknell and see if they can solve it. That's one that I definitely have circled for sure. Then any final Patriot League thoughts that you haven't expressed in the last 24 minutes or so? Um, I think that the fans of the league just need to give the league a little time. I think the non-conference games will be fun tests and, and good growth tests, at least the strong matchups. 
But the league is young, and I think if fans give it a chance through the non-conference games, they're really going to enjoy conference play. This is just one of those seasons in transition for the reasons we spoke about earlier, but I think the payoff for it is going to come this year at the end of the season, and it's well worth tuning in and following um, the action and reading our coverage here at the next. Thank you so much uh, for joining me today. And to our listeners, thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen. Tune back in tomorrow as Hunter, Joshua, and M discuss WNBA prospects. I always learn so much from them. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and take the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.